Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 701 for the week of December 2nd, 2023. I'm Chris Privet here bringing you this week's show about RPGs and stuff. Look at my cats. My cats are amazing. They're sleeping. Well, one's trying to sleep. I keep playing stuff on my phone and annoying him. The other one's sleeping pretty well. Hi. Hello. 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 Hi. What are we doing? Podcast? Um, a show. Alright. Josh Carpenter, hi. Hi, hi. Kelly Ryan, hi. Hi there. You were gone last night. Yeah, um, I got all my Christmas shopping done. Well, okay then. We usually go to um, Tulsa and Oklahoma City to do Christmas shopping because um, there is a gigantic used bookstore in Tulsa. And my mother-in-law always asks for books, and my husband can find most of them at said used bookstore. So he's usually got like a basket full to the brim with books, and I look around and find different books for my family. Um. My nephew doesn't listen to this, so I can say this. I've, I found a couple of Invader Zim comics cool. for him because he loves Invader Zim. Is he so living actually, in the 90s? Uh, that was the early 2000s. Did he live in the early 2000s? <laughs> well, I mean, he was born in 1997, so yeah. Oh, all right. If he hasn't read them, it's new to him. Is he old enough yeah. to read Johnny the Homicidal Maniac? And then no. go for the full juxtaposition of like, what? Who let this person make a Nickelodeon show? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, surprise Nickelodeon. The guy who wrote a comic called Johnny the Homicidal Maniac may have some questionable content. But then again, you idiots did hire John Kay to make Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, and we went to the Lego store and Legos were bought. Legos were um, purchased. Sacrifices um, were made. Yeah, I, I bought a uh, Lego piranha plant, which I've been dying to spend out of stock on the uh, online store for months. So I'm excited to put that together this weekend. And my husband bought the, uh, I think it was like a $400 museum to go with his modular sets. I'm sorry, what? And, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Von What's going Craig on here? <laughs> oh, sorry, three hundred. Oh, okay, much better. Question. But Question? Th- the box was so huge that he basically had to get like what looked like a shipping container to c- carry it through the mall. Mm-hmm. Um, that the cats have now claimed as their own little fort. Mm, they'll do that. Yeah. Oh, and um. A new, a new shadow, a new Sonic set came out with Shadow the Hedgehog, so oh, I made a point to put aside a couple of guns for him because mm-hmm. he's on his motorcycle. <laughs> okay. D- yeah. Does this Lego store now know you on a first name basis, Kelly? You think it would? The only reason they don't is because it's at the um, mall in Oklahoma City, and we don't go there that often. You you got a safe space in between to kind of yeah. like, uh, provide some friction. Oh my god, if there was a Lego store in Wichita, Vaughn and I would be broke, or pro- probably be making our own house out of Legos. Put it that way. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to the new Animal Crossing sets uh, that are coming out in March. Yeah, uh, he, 
Vaughn got me addicted. That first set was the uh, Lego NES, and it was all downhill from there. It's, it's a good set. Uh, but so uh, as far as the, my gaming week goes, I was still playing Warcraft Rumble and was very stuck on a level that was annoying. Um, it, it was a level that had a giant gargoyle that once you got it down to half health, it would just fly and go straight for your base and could basically kill your base in three hits. And because it's a flying enemy, you don't you only have so many uh, units that can do any sort of damage to it and exactly one unit in the game that can tank it. A, a unit called the um, that's your own gargoyle that. I never used because it's a flying tank and it's only used for like specific situations. So I had to spend a good chunk of my time leveling up that particular unit. And then I got finally got through the boss on a fluke. And now I'm wildly stuck on the Tyrion Fordling boss. Um, Cause he just deploys nothing but Alliance troops that are heavily armored Alliance foot, foot soldiers that you have to take out with elemental attacks. Um, so I'm working on trying to get through that. I'm I'm still I I'm finally got around to doing some of the heroic maps, um, which are kind of more challenging versions of the basic maps. Um, they they had neat mechanics because one of them, so so your kobolds mine gold for you, and the first heroic map in the game has kobolds that gain 10 levels every time they mine gold, and they're giant kobolds. So you have to either mine the gold before them or try to take them out, because once they get down to the bottom of your base, uh, they can one-shot your base, because they're like level 90 at that point if they've mined enough gold. Mm. Um, so that was an interesting fight. Uh, basically, like keeping an eye out for kobolds and trying to take them out. So... Um, but Chris, I finally found a game that pulled me away from Warcraft Rumble to the point where I brought my Switch with me to go shopping. Oh, do tell. Mm-hmm. Um, so Anna probably remembers, but not you guys. Uh, there was a co- cozy game that came out in 2017 called Cattails that was basically, I mean, they pretty much said it was inspired by Harvest Moon, but with cats. Mm-hmm. And Anna and I both played the crap out of that game. And a sequel came out for it this week called uh, Cat Tells Wildwood Story. So this just like dropped out of the blue? I saw it on the eShop um, in the Coming Soon tab, but I didn't realize it was coming this soon. Because I, I check the eShop every Thursday for new stuff. Of course, but 90% of it is crap. But on occasion, you find something interesting. And I was like, oh, my God, that that dropped instant buy. Uh, so it, it takes place a little bit after the first game. And there's a couple of characters that return. And you're basically trying to build your own cat colony to um, bring the, the uh, forest guardian back to life. And the, the forest guardian is a uh, spiritual lion. Um, I think it showed up in the first game towards the end. Spoiler or spoilers. Um, but but some of the characters that that from the first game come back, like uh, Krampus. The oh, wait, was his name Krampus? Crampy. It's 
get crampy. Um, the, the, I have Christmas on the brain. It, <laughs> it's the cat and the plague doctor mask that you said no cat would ever tolerate that mask. It's true. They they would shake it off and be like, no. Oh, it crampy's the town doctor, and it's sort of established in the game that he's got a couple of screws loose. So who knows? Maybe he. I'm sorry. Maybe they are a little bit crazy and like hats. Um, Fair enough. I, I I made a point to do neutral pronouns because they make a point to do neutral pronouns in the game so that you can basically date any cat you want. Ah. Um, without like any you know weird cat weird dating. implications. Yeah. yeah, like you know cat dating. I mean, the, the whole goal of the game is to you is know cat find a find a mate and have kittens and oh, let right. your kittens live on your legacy. Um, so so uh, I, I say that the first game was about kind of uniting all of the cat colonies in an area. This is about making your own cat colony great. Got it. Hang on a second. I need to get a drink of water. Oh, and she's gone. How you doing, Josh? We lost her. We lost her. <laughs> I, well, I, I, it was either drink of water or um, coughing fit. Um, but so the whole point of this one is that you're recruiting more cats to your colony by by finding items, uh, specific items to um, basically attract them. Yeah. So kind of like the the community center in Stardew Valley, if you ever played that. Got it. You know, you got to find certain items to to give to the forest guardian so that some cats will come live in your colony. And the idea is that the more cats that come live in your colony, is that's how you unlock all of the dungeons that are in the game that are kind of tied to the main story. And you're you're sending out squads to basically claim territory and gain resources to, to do construction projects, like uh, building up your barracks so that you can send out more squads or um, one of them that allows you to attract more rare critters like cardinals and that kind of stuff. Um, okay. Sorry, I was staving off another coughing fit. Gotcha. But, okay. But as, as soon as I saw that this game was out, I, I just screamed to Anna in our private Discord, like, Anna, Cattails has a sequel. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, the game is significantly improved from the first one. Like you had to talent into certain things, like being able to see prey on the map, and on this, it just it's default. Um, the, the art style has significantly improved. All of the cat portraits are um, like hand painted artwork now instead of kind of pixelated. So it, it, I highly recommend it if you want a good cat themed cozy. So it's very just Harvest Mooney just with cats. Uh oh, we lost <laughs> Kelly. I hear her dying. I hear her dying too. Oh no, Kelly. S- sorry. Come sorry. back to my us, throat. Kelly. <laughs> my throat has been extra dry. And yeah, because you even get a plot of land to grow um, seeds and stuff. Okay. So it even ties in. Yeah, it even is more Harvest Moon because I don't think you could do that in the first game. 
So um, I think my voice is saying that I'm done. You're done. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Josh, what have you, you been playing? <laughs> Ooh, Anything? Uh, well, I mean, some of it... Uh, I, we 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 did near vember on rpg backtrack near vember near vember okay so 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 after uh finishing the first near game after we did the backtrack for that i'm like oh crap i only ever did the first ha- i only ever played the first half of near and got distracted by i think like a review game whenever this was like 5 6 years ago uh-huh. so i never actually finished the other uh the other main endings i'm like oh crap i need to go back and do that so that's most of what i spent my time on the last couple of weeks is getting the rest of the endings on near which is near automata which was mm-hmm. really good but I already spent a podcast talking about that. We we, yep. we had a whole show where but we were everyone loves Automata. Yep. Yeah, as soon as Matt can pry himself away from Dragon Quest Monsters Three, um, he will get me the edited show so that I could post it. But he he had a day yesterday between trying to go to a wedding and it, uh, meetings at school, and it was just a mess. So. Who? Matt, my podcast. Partner. Oh, your podcast Buddy. partner Buddy. in crime. Got it. Okay, I was confused who we're talking about. I'm like, not me. And not someone. Uh, go ahead. Huh, another, it would have been 2017, Josh. Another 2017 game. Yep, yep. That, that <laughs> year was loaded. Um, otherwise, when I haven't been doing that, I've been playing more like a dragon, although I haven't been really making any pro- much progress in the story. I'm getting distracted by the side stuff, as you tend to in that game. Like, uh, Last night, it was mostly concentrating on pocket car racing because pocket car racing is back. And I always get addicted to oh, that. Oh, boy. Just what everyone needs. More pocket car racing. I it? know. I yep. know. Spending, spending like an hour last night trying to get past the last main race, like tweaking the car, doing different combinations, trying to get it to not fall off the track, but yet go fast enough to actually win. That that stupid min maxing that I shouldn't be doing, but I totally am sucked mm-hmm. into doing. Um, otherwise, like I, I think my feelings on that game are pretty similar to the you know like Sam's review and and most of the other stuff I've read about it. Like the it, it is a mid tier Yakuza game. The the side quests aren't quite as compelling as I would like them to be. They also have like really. Um, flooded the world with these very meaningless side quests ones where you just walk up and like beat up some goons or oh hey you need to help get this kid's uh soccer ball but the soccer ball is just right there you know (laughs) And, and the whole idea is you're building up and accumulating points um like good deeds in sotembori and then that like increases your rank and then unlocks other things in the game so okay. you kind of need to do some of this stuff but it's it doesn't have the same sort of payoff that the side quests usually do in a yakuza game um there there have been some good ones i don't know kelly if you remember you played yakuza zero right yeah uh do you remember the old gray hair or i think she was literally blue haired uh lady who had like a thing for cure you on one side and then became one of the uh hostesses for uh uh um hostesses in the game yeah she had like this she had a giant tiger on a sweater that she wore Mm -hmm. yeah she sounds familiar now 
Okay, so so like she shows up and there's this whole like quest chain where you know the whole point in this game is like Kiryu is supposed to be pretending to be dead. He's not supposed to be alive, and he's like trying to sneak around Sotenbori. And so of you course, know, people like, who recognize him keep showing up. Exactly, the the woman keeps showing up and recognizing him and ruining his like stakeout trying to sneak around. So <laughs> that keeps happening over and over again. So it's fun. It's like Majima everywhere, but with an old lady. Got it. Exactly. Jumping out and jumping on him. I'm like, Kiryu-chan! <laughs> I was about to ask if she goes, Kiryu-chan! <laughs> Instead of fighting, it's just the old lady jumping on him. <laughs> Getting jumped by old ladies. Yakuza. <laughs> Got it. It's yet. Oh, I mean, like, she sticks in my mind because she was by far the best hostess in the game, of course, because the Yakuza loves to do that. You know, like the best manager in the uh, in the management or in the uh, the the land development game was uh, Nugget, the, you know, chicken. the chicken, of course. And so the best, <laughs> and of best course, the best hostess is the, is the old lady, old blue haired yeah. lady. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> you know, it's Yakuza. They have to mm-hmm. do that. But otherwise, hopefully I'll, I'll I'll finish that thing up. But it's it's so hard not to get distracted by all the, the side junk. Mm-hmm. But that's normal for those games. But yeah, what have you every, been? Oh, well, go ahead. Oh, no, every time I play a Yakuza game, I just I want to do the side quests that are interesting. Yeah. Um, instead of trying to do all of them, because, yeah, there is a lot of meaningless side quests. Though that being said, some of the funniest side dialogue in the game are from the side quests, like in uh, like a dragon where a monkey took over a bulldozer. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't see okay. that one, Chris? I didn't play it, so. Uh, oh, I thought you watched. Uh, I did not watch play. Anna play it, no. Oh, okay. I've watched yeah, someone yeah. play through all of Zero. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> yeah, there was like a. a- that was like a chain of quests, wasn't it? Yeah, Kelly? Like there was he, like a zoo up there in the park and there were like a chain of quests that mm-hmm. involved it. You had to go find various animals, including a boss fight with a rhino. Oh, goodness. Of course. And then, um, the, the, it ended with a monkey and a bulldozer, bulldozer and you had to f- actually literally fight the bulldozer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there hasn't been any epic level side quests like that. There was also the one where, do you remember the one in, I think that was also uh, Like a Dragon, where you had to fight the giant Roomba that was like car size. Oh, yeah. That's the one yeah. that shot coffee at Anna, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that I remember from our little Twitch clip thing. So that, that, that yeah, there, there's just nothing epic on that sort of level, at least not so far. No, they're That's saving all those type of quests for uh, infinite money or infinite wealth. Probably. Maybe they feel like they can be extra insane with, uh, you know, with him just kind of imagining stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it I, is it I, confirmed I, imagination, or is he the only one who sees what's real? I, <laughs> you don't know. Oh no! No, you don't know. <laughs> He's the only one that sees what's really going on, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No, nah, I think he's just warped. Right, but, fair. you know. <laughs> he's warped by Dragon Quest, so we like it. Has the uh, mascot with the orange on his head showed up? The mascot with his orange oh, on his head? Oh, oh, no. 
Onomichio? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't. He hasn't shown up specifically. There is Onomichio like related stuff, like there always is now. You know, there's there's kids who want an Onomichio statue, and you have to go and find one. There's stuff like that, but he hasn't shown up yet. Ah. Uh, so we yeah. haven't had Kiryu dressing up like that. My, I mean, I know all Kiryu quests end in violence, but it cracks me up in particular when those related quests end in violence. <laughs> where, where, where someone's picking on, uh, uh, you know, like the character in the giant orange on his head. <laughs> or mm-hmm. was it tangerine? I can't remember exactly which fruit it's supposed to be. And uh, and Oranges and tangerines are related, so yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then Kiryu just beats the crap out of people, which is, you know, yep. 90% of side quests in, in Yakuza. Oh, yep. It wouldn't be a Yakuza without him, but him beating up people in that costume will never not be funny. <laughs> well, you know, they latch on to the stuff that's popular, and that's one of those things that's become, like, they, they just have to have in every single game now. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. But the combat itself is really good. I'm really enjoying the combat. It just feels like really fluid and quick. And it feels there. there's definitely times in the series where it gets a little bit button mashy. And there are times I've felt like where, where you just don't feel like that you can um, – when enemies are just wailing on you or enemies are defending, like there aren't enough good ways to kind of like break those sort of chains. And this one feels like the, the abilities to avoid attacks and dart around and kind of get behind an enemy is much, much easier and much more responsive than some of the other brawler combat in it. Like it's a very well-developed brawler while still being a little bit strategic and responsive. Um, so it, it, it's a lot of fun. It is, it has more substance than I thought it would. I mean, I'm still, I'm already like 20 hours in and still only like halfway through it. So Lord only knows how long it will take me with all the side stuff. That will be interesting. Yeah. I don't know if you were going to play this Kelly before playing infinite wealth or you even think you even have infinite wealth on your. Um, Infinite Wealth comes out in January. I think so. It's going to depend on what I'm still playing from Christmas, because the the thing I like about Yakuza games is that they get cheap very quick. They do. Well, they're also on Game Pass. I know. I don't have Game Pass. I don't have, or I'm not the one with an Xbox, remember? Yeah, I know. So it, it's kind of fun six months later picking up the Yakuza games for like 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for more of it. <laughs> well, you're going to get more of it until you're I'm sick of it. <laughs> yeah, this could be the third game in basically a year. Yeah. So, lots of Yakuza. That's a lot. <laughs> it is. Um, with this kind of being a mid-tier one, do you worry that they're cranking them out too fast? Uh, that's always the worry. And this is the kind of game where I feel like it probably works better if you if they are spaced out a little bit more. Because so many of the side stuff, so many of the 
you know, the the pocket car racing and the arcades and all that stuff. It's fun to kind of come back to and do every once in a while. But once you've done it, you know, if you've already done it once this year, it's like, OK, I've already I've already done all this side stuff once. I don't really need to do it again six months later. Yeah. I, I think it's more just about the spacing of it is going to be a little. Mm, yeah, I don't know how that'll work in Infinite Wealth. I may be burnt out on all the side quest stuff. Maybe that'll be a good thing. Maybe I'll just try, you know, like churn through the main story rather than di- getting distracted by darts and pool and that kind of things. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm very excited about Infinite Wealth to see what the heck they do with what's basically Hawaii. So we'll we'll see. Yakuza in a new country. Hmm. And not not that I don't appreciate Kiryu, but I like. Uh... Ichiban better as a protagonist just because he's so funny. I like Ichiban. They they just can't quit Kiryu though, Kelly. They just no, can't. I know, <laughs> I know. They I mean, they tried to kill him and then they just couldn't. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's something about his uh, deadpanness that um, makes makes the game kind of special, especially when you put him in wacky situations, but. Ichiban is just so fun. You need to go back and play like the original couple of games, which were much more like those. The first two games are such a contrast to the later games. Like there's a real progression as Yakuza goes along where it starts out being very, very serious with maybe only a little hint of silliness to now where it's just kind of like completely wacky and only kind of has the the thin thread of seriousness going along the main story. <laughs> like it's kind of interesting now to go back to those first two games and see I mean, those were written by a uh, a detective writer in in Japan, so like they they have a much different tone than the later games do. Um, do the Kiwami remakes are they still that serious, or did they tone those down? Uh, those ha- have actually the Kiwami ones. Like they added in stuff. You know, they were making those. Uh, certainly, uh, Kiwami, the original Kiwami and Zero were done in the lead up to six. So there are um, side quests and characters that they inserted into Zero, carried through into Kiwami one, and then then showed up again in six. So they created like even side quest storylines for those games uh. that were put into the Kiwami. I think some of that made it into Kiwami two. That was less so because Kiwami two came after six. But like, yeah, they were there. There are differences between the Kiwami games and the original. The originals were a little bit. They they have added in a little bit of a little bit more silliness than the originals had. Gotcha. Because <clears throat> the next game, I'm uh, aside from Wealth, I'm probably going to play is Kiwami One, so that we can do a backtrack on it. Mm. I need to. I I may pull that back out myself and play through that again. It, it definitely it. De- thank goodness there's Kiwami remake because that makes it much better than the original. But I mean, it's still kind of like you will have some frustrations playing with it, it because it's, you know, like it was the original set of the combat, the original design uh, for the for the games, like just some of the bosses and some of the areas just were not. It could be a little bit frustrating. I remember there being like lots of 
you, they have that a lot in the game where, you know, like you go into a building and have to fight your way all the way through a building to get to the boss. You know, like that's a reoccurring thing. There was a bunch of that in the first game with like terrible camera angles and that kind of stuff that could be really annoying. It's trying to be the modern version of a side scrolling beat em up. Exactly. And, and they, you know, they were still figuring it out. It was the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus, plus with it being a PS2 game, I can't imagine that it's gonna uh, <laughs> gonna gonna play without some jank. Oh yeah, no, it's done in a more modern engine though, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, true. Kiwami, you just Kiwami, press the button a lot, uh, and you smash people with the bikes, just like you normally used to. Mm-hmm. And there, right. there's some things I, I like. There's some campy things I kind of miss from the earlier games. You know, like the. Whenever you would get into a fight in the first, I forget it was, like three, four games, you know, they would have a loading basically taking place whenever you would swap from the open world to, you know, like actually your fight taking place. And they would just kind of like cover it up because the camera would just pan around and like people would just kind of like come in to watch. You know, it would just come out of nowhere to pile in to watch you fight these thugs. It was just like a great little way to kind of cover up like, oh, we've got like a 10 second loading time to transition from the open world to the actual fight. So let's cover that up with this, you know, kind of make it cinematic. <laughs> Some of that stuff actually works great, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you have to play Kiwami is the first time that Haruka gets uh, kidnapped. Oh, I take it that's a trend through the series. Oh, yeah, that's right. You've never like Haruka always gets kidnapped, like every game she's in. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. She's even that's playable what? in some games and yes. still probably manages to get kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, she did. I, I cannot think of a game where she does not get managed to get kidnapped. <laughs> Always. It's always part of the motivation for why Kiryu comes back. You know, he's got to go save Arika. She gets kidnapped by some Yakuza and he's got to go save her. Oh, Majima. <laughs> up, up. Kelly's dying. Off, off screen. I, oh, I, <laughs> I went and got cough drops, but they don't seem to be helping. I'm I'm not sick. It's just my throat's been really dry. That's uh, that time of year. Is it is it cold and dry in Kansas? Yeah, but it's been raining the past couple of days, so I don't know. Maybe it's the the heater heating up the house and taking out all the moisture. Yeah. I mean, I probably need to start sleeping with my humidifier on again. So I, I take it, Chris, all you played is Poe. I want you to know, folks, I tried this week. I sat down yesterday and I said, my wife is going to kill me if I play two seasons of Path of Exile back to back and don't finish Baldur's Gate 3 between them. So I said, why does she care? I don't know. She's just very insistent I finish Baldur's Gate 3. So <clears throat> I I sat down. I patched Baldur's Gate 3 yesterday and I noticed... When I went to patch it, like there was a brand new patch out. It's like, in fact, it's a news story later. So whole new patch. It downloads. I'm like, all right, now's there's never been a better time to play Baldur's Gate three. I'm ready to go. I've got it. I've even turned off my second monitor. I have one monitor so I can focus and do this right. I loaded it up. Clit said continue. It dumped me into a fight, which apparently is where I had left off. And I looked at the combat system. 
And I looked at the fight. I'm like, all right, yep, I'm in the thing. And if I keep going, I'm going to find um, Minsk and Boo, and it's going to be great. And then I went to click on the battle system, and I looked at the fight, and I said, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and I said, I can't. I tried, and I closed it. And I spent an hour patching my computer and updating its BIOS and doing a bunch of random stuff I've been putting off for for reasons. And then I went back and I booted it up again. I said, all right, all right, all right, all right. I've had a, t- I had a chance to take a breath and, and, and wait. I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And I loaded the game up again. Oh, right. The first time the reason I quit the game actually wasn't because I couldn't do it. It was because the game crashed. Oh. <laughs> it's like even with the new patch of it, same crash I've been getting when I try to use Vulcan. So I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> I'm going to do some patching on my computer and stuff. We're going to try this again with DirectX 11. So I booted back into it. I'm like, All right. I sat down. I look at it. I said, no, I don't want to do this. I just don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And I'm like, I got to I got to try to do it. So I'm like clicking. All right. Someone needs a healing. And I got to do that. Nope. I don't want to do this. And I close the game. And I went back to Path of Exile. I just, I don't want to play it. <laughs> I don't know why. I love that game and I, I don't want to play it anymore. What's wrong with me? I got tired of its battle system. Just like every other freaking Larian game, I guess. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, that's why I haven't been really playing uh, Star Ocean. It's because I like the game, but I just haven't been in a mood to play it. <laughs> I just want to finish the story and I'm... Am I going to have to YouTube the end of Baldur's Gate 3 just because I don't care enough to be bothered to play its battle system? (laughs) I just, all I want, this is so dumb, I want an auto battle. I want to auto, I want to press space bar and have it do like easy fights for me. I don't want to spend an hour on a fight that I don't, I'm not going to (laughs) lose. Hmm. Yeah, some of those fights get pretty nasty. I I did I I did a hard optional boss. Um, spoiler warning: five, four, three, two, one. I fought a boss named Raphael. He was very hard. He's optional. You don't have to fight him. And ever since I've done that, I've just kind of felt done. I think is what it is. All right, spoilers over. All right. And now it's like, I don't know what to do. And yeah, uh, Cyrell says it in the chat. I think I want real time with pause. Real time with pause or mm-hmm. pause? Either way. <laughs> Either way. Yeah, sorry. For a second there, I thought you were Moncap is like, dude, spoilers. Like, I gave you a spoiler warning and a countdown. What do you want from me? <laughs> I mean, if you know that character, there's a, you know that there's probably a. 70% chance that you're going to be fighting them. Yeah. Same with his female counterpart. It also has like the best song on the soundtrack and people have been talking about it and you can go listen to it on YouTube even if you don't do the fight because it's incredible. Well, actually it means more if you just if it's a surprise to you in the game that you that song just shows up, but like holy crap. They went out of they went they went above and beyond for that um um, for that song in the for that boss fight, it's just incredible because like the the voice actor of that boss sings the song that that you're fighting, and it's like you never see that in a game where like the voice actor is singing the soundtrack while you're fighting them. That's it's just it's incredible. <laughs> <sighs> ah, 
that it, that is pretty cool. Like go like even if you're not gonna go play that boss for that optional fight, like if you've beaten the game, like go go look that up. Watch like somebody playing the fight, and then the song spins up and see their reaction. Like what? He's singing at me. Yep. <laughs> it's great. Um, but yeah, like that, that was my peak of Baldur's Gate three. And it's like, I just seem to be unable to get back into it now. It's like, I guess I, I got plenty of game time out of it. I don't feel bad about it in any way. Um, it's just like, I haven't finished the story and it's like, I should probably do that or at least go catch it all up on YouTube. Um, and they added some epilogue stuff in the patch, but we'll get to that later. So I'm going to stop talking oh, yeah. and I guess we should go to feedback. <laughs> Uh, do you need us to read this? We can read this, Kelly. You yeah, drink some more I water. Might need you guys too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carl Sorry. rolled in. Our question of the week was: What subgenre of RPG, like city building, do you want more games of? And uh, Crawl says, "I want to see more sports RPGs. Well done, like Golf Story. They make a peanut butter and chocolate mix of mechanics and RPG elements. Even your basic sports games, FIFA, Madden, etc., have been improved by adding story and character progression. Never played any Inazuma Eleven, but considering." looking out for old 3ds ones um i i agree i think golf story did it really well um but didn't sports story come out and people didn't like it <laughs> yeah it, it kind of flopped it i think i don't know why so i i i should probably give it a try and just see um but yeah that's i guess it can go bad too <laughs> i remember, I remember Camelot, I like, like all, the f- go ahead Oh, I played like the first couple of hours of Sports Story and just kind of like lost interest in it after really loving Golf mm. Story. And I don't really remember why now. I feel like Golf Story thread a very narrow cliff <laughs> and managed to keep your attention long enough without losing you either way of going too golfy, too boring, too whatever. And it, yeah. it, it, it nailed it. And I'm assuming, based on people's reactions, that Sports Story didn't nail that. Um, but I don't know. Somebody should write in and tell us what went wrong with Sports Story. We need, like... Well, I, I guess there's a review on the site. You could just read that. <laughs> um, what, the, uh, the, the old uh, Mario Golf games were like RPGs, right? Yes. They were made by an RPG company. Well, I guess this new Camelot. ones are, too. But Camelot and um, the Golden Sun people, right? So... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Severin's in the chat says, Sports Story went too ambitious. So they tried to do too much. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Um, I'm wondering if they patched it and people just haven't tried it again. That's also possible. <laughs> Moan Cappy <laughs> in the chat says, I just want more turn-based RPGs. Here, here. <laughs> Where'd our turn-based RPGs go? <laughs> it's all action now. No, get me wrong. I love Final Fantasy 16, but I do want to balance that out with some turn-based stuff. Ex- except I say that and I haven't played Sea of Stars. I haven't finished uh, uh, Unchained Echoes. And like what few turn-based type games there are out there, so I really shouldn't Have you complain. Played Yakuza, Chris. Yakuza's turn-based now. What Anna? Poser. She's calling me a poser from the other room, and you're saying Yakuza is turn-based, so I should play that too. So you're right. Yeah. Moncap, you played any of that? You played any of that? How about you in your chat room? You're a poser too. <laughs> uh, Octopath Traveler too. Uh, Cappy loves Sea of Stars. Okay, so he's played one of those. Um, Mighty Tam says Honkai Star Rail's turn base. Yes, Mighty Tam, but it's also a gotcha game, so no thank you. <laughs> Honkai Star Rail also has auto batting. Damn it. <laughs> That's two things I like now. 
<laughs> I might have to try Honkai Star. What about Zenless Zone Zero? Is that also turn-based or no? That's that's the newest Hoyoverse game. Uh, Tam says it's action. So it's like um, Genshin Impact then, too? Yeah. Uh, all right. Fine. So I should play Yakuza and Sea of Stars and Unchained Gakos and all the indie-based turn-based games. So really, I don't miss turn-based games is what I've learned. I think, think I do, do but I do. don't. Did you miss me say Octopath Traveler 2? That one's turn-based and really good. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> Octopath 2. Um, And much better pace than the first game, also. Why is it more likely I will play um, Honkai Star Rail than any of these other good games you guys all mentioned? What's wrong with me? I'm a broken are, are man. Al- are you allergic to good games? Yes. I'm just going to say yes, so you'll get off my back. <laughs> I think it's more. I think there's nothing else. <laughs> Scar says, "Be better." <laughs> You're right, Scar. I'm sorry. <laughs> the anime man writes in to say, as I mentioned on last week's show, I would love more games similar to Final Fantasy. My life as a king. It was so addictingly fun. Sadly, there are very few, and most of them have not been good. <laughs> yep, city management. Give me city management RPGs. Um, Cattails has city management. Ooh. So it's it's very passive. Does it tell you the colony needs more food? Yeah, there's there's a food gathering mechanic. It's <laughs> um, my favorite it, line from Sim Ant on the SNES. The colony needs more food. It just tells you but, this over um, and over. The the food gathering mechanic is is passive. It's like you, you get bonuses for doing it so that uh. you don't have to. That's not a survival game. Nah. Yeah. That seems to be that's that's the real fusion genre now is survival RPGs, right? Sur- survival or cozy. Survival or cozy. Yeah, like um the Spirit Tea, right? The um mm-hmm. tea shop simulator. Uh Baron Breakfast, is that RPG? RPG adjacent at least. Um yeah, so you're know. saying we're getting the two extremes, the the survival or just like the very like warm and cozy. Yeah. Like the, the two extremes of RPGs now. Here, Here's my problem, guys. And this is why I keep playing PoE. I realize I'm into action RPGs right now, and I found a good one with PoE. And I also spent last night watching somebody stream Duriel runs in Diablo 4, and I was thinking, hmm, that sounds fun to me grinding hours on on killing Duriel for fat loot like what's wrong with me i'm broken as a person but if this is where i'm at it's where i'm at i guess i should just accept it i like to play one game for a very long time and get deep into it and then not play anything else is is that's true um i i know that and you've seen me do that with uh mmos right so Yuna's like, don't tell him about PoE2. We won't hear from him for weeks. Yeah, Yuna, I know all about PoE2, including the news that was announced in our news stories this week. And uh, it's not out yet, so it hasn't grabbed me yet. But don't you worry. I already played it at PAX, and I'm making plans for my Druid build. So you're going to lose me when it comes out. (laughs) I guarantee it. The good part is it'll be a fresh new game, so there'll be lots of things wrong with it. And so we'll just give up on it soon after, just like Diablo 4. (laughs) <laughs> excellent <laughs> <laughs> then go back to poe one. Oh no and the cycle <laughs> maybe i'll go to Baldur's gate at that point <laughs> or final fantasy 14 i haven't finished that story oh no <laughs> i don't need to finish all the stories but like i would like to finish all the stories like i need to just 
I need to YouTube shotgun some storylines and just stop putting the burden of having to play them on my plate and and then catch up on the storylines, play what I actually want to play in the moment, stop caring so much about what I'm missing out on and just having some fun and doing some exercise. Why am I exercising? Because my wife's harassing me too. And doing some, what else? What what matters with the video games? Um, Oh, right. And 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 watching some some TV shows while I grind fat loot drops in Path of Exile. No, nobody. All right, just me. Got it. Just I'm gonna you. shut up now. All right. Um, I didn't say my my mashup. Ooh, what's your mashup? I, I want more RPG themed shoot 'em ups. Okay, <laughs> RPG themed shoot 'em ups. So like, are you talking in like schluters, like uh, no, Baldur's no. Lands? Um, t- t- the two that come to mind are Sigma Star Saga on the GPA, GBA, where the random battles were basically gradius stages, mm-hmm. which was ki- kind of a neat concept, though the uh, ground stuff was kind of dumb. But I'm also thinking um, it- it's one of the Aqua Kitty games, and I'm blanking on the name of it now. One of the uh, Aqua was basically. Kitty games. Uh, a shoot 'em up Metroidvania where you leveled up and um, you could level up your uh, ship parts and stuff like that. I'm look- looking it up right now. I think it's Aqua Kitty UDX. No, that's not it. Uh, the black and white one? No. Oh. Oh, because it's Aqua Kitty. I'm thinking of a different one. There's oh. one that's based that's basically Defender, and then there's the Metroidvania one. Yeah, sorry, I was thinking about the uh, other cat Metroidvania where you're a cat in a giant mech suit. Oh, that's uh, Gato Roboto. Yeah, that one's good too. <laughs> Tevi says Cyrail. Tevi, what is Tevi? Tevi. It's a Metroidvania know. bullet hell. So not the same, not what you were talking about, but on um, maybe possibly adjacent to that genre <laughs> let's take a look you are a rabbit it's... girl lady let's just call you a viera and get it, be over with it and uh your anime viera lady going through a metroid world with shooting there you go oh that looks good See, there you go yeah. oh wow yeah um it's it's astro aqua kitty astro aqua kitty all right let's look that up um, I, I played this on the Switch a long time ago, and yeah, it's it's shoot 'em up, but leveling. Oh, up, you're tiny uh, though. All right. Yeah, you are, but it, it's still a lot of fun. And you, the the treasures are you find different uh, ship parts. Yeah. Uh, um, of course, I found one very early on that was so useful that it basically just carried you. It. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that that one is really fun. So yeah, I want more shoot 'em ups. Oh, it looks like they have an art, uh, side-scrolling arcade version update for that Aqua Kitty game. Oh, if, in case you don't want to play it Metroid style. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to check that out, and I need to put Tevi on my wish list because that looks also that fun. looks good too. Yeah, download yeah. it has a demo. You can just try it. Yeah, I'll have to uh, download that and put it. <clears throat> excuse me, put it on my Steam Deck. It is been playing it on Vita. I assume they're t- Moncappy is talking about Aqua Kitty for Vita. I I think Aqua Kitty did not, come out on Vita. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I I picked it up on Switch. 
I assume Tevi's too new to be on Vita. But then again, I'm always surprised with what is on Vita. So I'm not going to say that for sure. <laughs> yeah, Astaroco Kitty's on Vita. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Astaroco Kitty is one of those games that I could play multiple versions of and still have, I mean, like double and triple dip and still have a good time. I'm pretty sure if I was in the mood for it, I would love this Tevi game. Because like, I like um, Metroidvania. And this has shmup stuff in it, so that'd be fun. Oh, wow, and that that led me to a Metroidvania hentai game. Oh, yeah, so don't <laughs> scroll down? All right, cool. Got it. Close that window. <laughs> That's a danger. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's uh, get into the news then. Beep, 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 beep. Okay. First off, we have Tales of Three Kingdoms from Softstar Entertainment. The Mortal World is the subtitle. This 2.5D turn-based RPG is set in Three Kingdoms era China and planned for release next year. The battle system looked kind of neat. Is it turn-based? I think so. Did I just say it was turn-based and forgot it? Yeah, it's a 2.5D turn-based. Okay, there you go. All right. We also have Yuna and the Haunted Spring, Hot Springs, uh, the Thrilly Steamy Maze. <laughs> okay. I wonder what it's kind of game Im- that is. It's yeah, a, it's, got the, it's got the important stuff in it, like a Hot Springs mini Oh, game. boy. We've got... Mm-hmm. So this looks like um, a borderline gross, but everything censored, so it isn't... Um, <laughs> um uh dungeon crawly thing dungeon it's crawler. a roguelike yeah. so it's like uh um you know mystery dungeon it looks like mm-hmm. uh. so it'll be on pc and uh oh this came out like 2018 on ps4 so it's coming to pc when we don't know it's coming it's coming at some point okay king arthur knight's tales getting an expansion uh is this the one where you're where you're the bad guy, where you're Mordred. Yeah, this is the one where you're Mordred. And uh, so it's getting an expansion. And what's the expansion about? Um, You're fighting the Romans or you are the Romans? I don't know. So uh, there's a cinematic trailer. So if you're into that, you can check out the trailer and see kind of some of the story. Um, Guess what? Undead things are coming to life, which I think was kind of what happens in that game already. So whatever. (laughs) Roman Legion, go deal with them. All right, we've got a Kickstarter campaign for a new game called um, Arisen Force Vonamir from developer Arisen Force Team. It's a pixel art action RPG coming to PC and consoles. You can check out a trailer. Um, it's They're going for like that Octopath vibe, it looks like. Uh, very much so. Even the, you know, like the... Uh... The abilities that you can use when you're wandering around town, like stealing stuff from people or, or you know, like your characters have different uh, abilities that they can use with interacting with the NPCs. Okay. So, so if you very wanna, strongly going for that vibe. It's uh, $16 if you want to get a digital copy of the game. And uh, you can go, I assume, a lot more than that. But uh, that's uh, if you go check that out and decide if you want to risk your money on it and uh support its development you can spend what twenty two hundred dollars for um the top end and you get to help design a kingdom or dungeon or fantasy land okay 
they misspelled dungeon but uh yeah they're they're from hong kong so english is probably a second language so no worries so we'll see how that goes it looks like they have hit their goal yes they've hit their goal so the project is successful their goal was very low though fifteen thousand dollars which is not a lot for a game it might sound like a lot if you're new to this, but uh, trust me, it is that's, not that's, because games take a long nothing. time and you're talking about being someone's salary. Try and live a year on 15000 and my apologies to those of you who do have to do that. That sucks. I know it, and I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so that's a thing. Um, yeah, so anyway, so the Kickstarter is successful, uh, it looks like, and we'll see if the game comes out. Dragon's Dogma 2 is releasing in March. They had a big, long stream where they had the producers, like, showing off some of the game stuff and some story stuff. And uh, then afterwards, they had, like, Kit and Krista from the Kit and Krista show, formerly the Nintendo Power Podcast thing. Um, they are now uh, they're on their own, so they play the game a bunch at the end. And, uh, yeah... And there's lots of dragons eating hearts, just like you'd expect from Dragon's Dogma. So yeah. Uh oh, what's up? Kit and Krista yeah. gave a retelling of how the Natsume party works. Uh huh. And three different people messaged Yeah. Like, you've been holding out on me. What? About the Natsume party. About how there's a giant fish and they bring it around. They talk <laughs> about all that? Yeah. Isn't that because you invited them? Yes. That they got to go to that? Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. All right. So Anna's in here like, Kit and Krista, they told a story about how the Natsume and a year party used to go. And it's like, yeah, Anna's the one who invited them. So that's how they were able to tell that story. But Anna's just happy because she likes Kit and Krista. So, yeah. Anyway, so if you want to watch, like, there's a whole giant thing on Dragon's Dogma 2 you can, you can find. Or you can just see the trailer on our site and some screenshots and a little write-up of some of the stuff was announced. Uh, lots of climbing big monsters and attacking weak points for massive damage. So, if you're into that, Dragon's Dogma 2 looks like it'll be, uh, for you. Who else is in, uh, who else is in, uh, um, into Dragon's Dogma in the chat? Anyone? I heard Anna was really liked it when she played it on stream. She never finished it, though. She never went back to it. So... Anna will do that. She'll pl- she'll stream a game and be like, I like this, and she's enjoying the fact that she's streaming it and sharing it with the chat, but not necessarily not liking it enough to go back and play on her own or want uh, to play it next time. So, Anna, you ever going to go back to Dragon's Dogma? Probably not, she says. <laughs> so, uh, it's, just, it's a thing. <laughs> Unisys still need to play the first game. So, here's kind of the thing. From what they've announced, the second game takes place in a parallel world. So I think they're making it so you don't need to know anything about the first game. Other than it's going to have very similar themes and ideas. They're still in Arisen. There's still dragons eating hearts and so that sort of thing. But like, it sounds like it's a, it's a separate world. So that should free you up from having to play the first one to play the second one. At least that's what I expect. Yuna uh, says, I own the first game, so I don't mind. Well, there you go. <laughs> Scar asks, is this a sequel to Kevin Smith's movie Dogma? No, it is not. No. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Vampire Dynasty was announced from publisher Toplitz Productions. What is what's going on here? Uh it excuse the historical focus on other titles for some fantasy horror. So is this a survival RPG? 
Yes, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You can build a castle and uncover secrets and be a vampire. So there you go. It, it does have a co-op mode, so you can play with three other people. It, well, I mean, I would hope so. Building stuff is more fun with friends. And then going and... Her- it's co-op, so it's not like you can't go destroy someone else's castle. All right, well, whatever. Use your abilities so. and, and build things and, and figure it all out. So uh, the setting is the fictional Balkan region of Sangavia. So see if you're into that. Watch the trailers. Path of Exile announced some stuff. They had their, the, every time they do a new season, they have a big stream to announce like what's going on in season. But right now, as they are developing and getting closer to the release of Path of Exile 2, every time they do one of those, they do a development update on Path of Exile 2. So they showed off a new class for Path of Exile 2, which is the, what's their name? Uh, a mercenary. And the mercenary uses crossbows. And they, um, crossbows in a game that already has bows, um, basically are made to be more like guns. So it's more or less like you have guns, but we're calling them crossbows to justify it in world. And they said they started building stuff with uh, crossbows and it felt like shooting. And they realized very quickly they had to learn lots of lessons from, from shooter games about how to make guns feel good when you're firing them and to control them and all that. So in the new game, you are going to be able to have this. If you play this class, you, you, your, your skills, uh, one of the things you change while you're shooting monsters is what type of gun. So you either have like a machine gun style crossbow or a shotgun style crossbow or sniping style crossbow. And then the ammo and the ammo can have different effects. Some are like grenades, some in ignite your enemies, some poison, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's all about interacting with those things and switching between them. And the biggest thing people have been wondering, will Path of XL2 have this? And yes, it will. It's going to have WASD style movement, which maybe you're wondering why does that matter on a Diablo game? Trust me, people been asking for it. <laughs> Apparently, um, Kelly too. <laughs> um, well, yeah, because I think that's a little bit easier on my wrist, but also um, it probably makes it easier to uh, have controller support. Yes, so they are. They are also doing that thing where the stick will just control the movement of your character on the controller, um, like. And then you can use the other stick for, like, where you're aiming. So, yeah. I I got confused for a second because Alice stepped on my space bar and played a video. And I was like, why do I hear screaming? (laughs) Oh, because I'm on the vampire tab still. Ah. (laughs) Playing that movie. So uh, that's the first thing they announced is that new class for Path of Exile 2. You can go check that out, watch videos. Um, they've also announced their new affliction expansion, which is, uh, it's an expansion. So like, um, it, uh, or it's not an expansion, it's a season. And so their seasonal content this time is an affliction where you go into this alternate map that's all dark and these wisps fly around you and you can only see where the wisps are. So you run around the map, killing monsters and finding interesting fights and loot in in the map and then you get drops from that map that you can go spend with vendors and what do these vendors do they let you access a second ascendancy what's an ascendancy ascendancy are the secondary classes you layer on top of your main class in path of exile 2 that give you lots of powerful things that you can't get on the normal skill tree so now you're going to have two of those at once, and that's going to give you lots of weird abilities. So go check that out. See all sorts of crazy things you can build with that. 
also they're breaking the game. They're changing all the skill gems and how they work. Massive meta changes in the game. People are crying who've got bills that have been nerfed. People are celebrating who've got bills that are majorly buffed. And other people are like, none of this is, no, they didn't change anything. And they're just molding on the forums because they don't understand how to read patch notes or something. I don't know. So it's lots of drama amongst people who don't know what to do with their time on the internet. And it's great if you're just watching from the outside and, uh, the next season is looking like it'll be a big shakeup and it got me really excited. And so I decided, yes, I do want to play next season of path of exile too, especially when I went to Baldur's gate three and said, I don't want to play this. So yeah, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll try to keep my path of exile talk to a minimum as I continue to play it. Um, but that's it for the news story. And I guess we'll move on to the next one. All right. So Baldur's gate three got a patch, right? Patch five. Mm. And this still wasn't enough for you, Chris. Yeah, it's it, it was it was interesting though. It's got a new epilogue. Like, mm. there's a new epilogue to like show some extra stuff uh, and follow up with characters that uh, I guess players and or the developers didn't feel got enough follow up with in the original ending of the game. Again, I haven't finished the game, so I can't comment on this. So. <laughs> Uh, the epilogue takes place in camp six months after the events of the game, and you get to meet and say goodbye to various allies. So it'll give you some of that 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 round out things. And they also tweaked. Um, I saw in the the spoiler notes like some sex scenes with certain people. Some of the apparently some people have final goodbye sex or something like that. I don't know what's going on. There's <laughs> this game's a horny game. All right. So some tweaks it's were made gate, to those so scenes. More sexy time. So that's an important part of this patch too. And, um, I won't say who, uh, and yeah. And then there's tweaks of the boss fights. There's, Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, Oh, and, um, uh yeah none of that matters all right so there's new honor mode so if if you want to uh, play through the game again and want it to be harder you can have more difficulty both in and out of combat tweaks to all the game's boss fights a new legendary action system that gives new actions to turn the tide of the battle i assume in the favor of the bosses um because that's a that's actually a and d mechanic that isn't really represented in Baldur's gate 3 so they're bringing that in here um it also takes away the ability to load a previous game as well as certain other exploits so it's kind of more like an iron man so <laughs> if players die during honor mode they are given stats for their journey and can choose to continue regardless but that will disable honor mode at that point <laughs> so it'll say how far you got and then you can either keep playing without honor mode or start over again on honor mode so if you've wanted that high difficulty thing that it sounds like they've got it there for you um oh and they've also added a custom mode so you can you can change um uh, you can hide the success requirements for dice checks. So you just roll the dice and it won't tell you what you need to get before you roll it. You just give it a try. You can hide enemy HP in battle. You can fully heal the party during short rests instead of just partially healing the party. You can disable death saving throws. You can hide failed perception chests. So this perception check. So you can tweak kind of the, the settings of the game and rules the way you like them. If one thing was too hard for you or not hard enough, um, I should probably look into that to see if there's something I could do to speed up combat. <laughs> I, I wish that there was a way to kind of have an, a new game plus where you could tweak the flags so that you could more easily see what you didn't do the first time. Mm-hmm. That'd be a neat idea. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, we should probably take a look to see if you can like 
make it easier to pass speech checks and stuff because that would make it easier to do things, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay, so anyway, big big old patch five for Baldur's Gate three. That's on top of four previous big patches, so you can um, go check that out if you're into Baldur's Gate three or have been waiting for a particular thing that get fixed. See if it got fixed. I can tell you the Vulcan compatibility with AMD graphics card does not seem to have been one of the things that was uh, <laughs> was addressed. <Ooh>. But, uh, <laughs> it's okay, just play on DX eleven. It runs better on DX eleven anyway. So. All right, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 has introduced the Banu Hakim clan. It's a third playable clan. Who's excited for Masquerade Bloodlines 2, the game we thought was canceled but isn't? Eh? Eh? All right, cool. Well, you can go watch this video and learn about the the, the new clan. (laughs) Game comes out fall next year. Uh, Unforetold Witchstone is launching on Early Access in January. It is a previously known as Project Witchstone. It's a turn-based computer RPG with sandbox features, and I don't know what else is going on there. You got me. You, you can if you check it out. It's kind of like um, it, it looks like a Baldur's Gate like actually. So I I do know what is going on. And right, the cool thing with this one. I did see a trailer for this during uh, the recent PC gaming countdown show that happened this week is um, instead of just having like four speech options and choosing from each one, when you choose to influence someone or, or do a speech option, you get to like do a, a menu tree of like um, ask about this other character and, and kind of like, tailor your speech checks specifically about what you're trying to get info on and whatnot. So it's, it's trying to be way more in depth with the dialogue system and, and other skill checks that you can make in the game. So that's their big, their big, their big push for in this one, as well as having kind of like your, your standard Baldur's Gatey type combat. Um, I, I forget if it's full turn-based or turn-based with pause. Um, it doesn't say here in the story. But it didn't I, really come across in the trailer. I do recommend you check out the trailer um, and and see how interesting it is or isn't. Um, but they're calling it nonlinear narrative choices, as in, you know, you're not just picking from this four sets of menu. You get to attack, follow me, meet me, give me, take this, give this. It looks like an adventure game, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm interested to know how that's going to work out. So. That's really tough to do. It it could be really neat <laughs> if they pull it off. Yeah, but it also means there's some things that have to be very generic to make such a system mm-hmm. work. So I don't know how well how good it'll feel, but I do think it's intriguing. I th- I think it's great that people are experimenting with this. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, anyway, early access next year. Um, obviously, trying to go for kind of some of the. I know they won't get the same money and support that Larian got, but they're going for that same route of let's come out early access, develop the game, get some feedback, and make this really good. And uh, it is built. Uh, the setting is built with Ed Greenwood, one of the Forgotten Realms creators, or the creator of Forgotten Realms, excuse me, um, for D and D, which is where Baldur's Gate is set. If you don't know, and uh, yeah. Uh, it is not D&D. It's its own system, it looks like, but uh, could be very cool. Could could be an experiment that fails, but I'm intrigued either way. Penny Blood Hellhound was announced by Yuki Kaze, Studio Wild Rose, and Natsume Atari. 
They've announced this action roguelike companion title. It's acting as a prequel to Yukikaze's upcoming Shadow Hearts spiritual successor, Pennyblood. So this action roguelike one is um, is kind of kind of be like your Ayuden Chronicle Rising, as in a game coming up before the main game to hype that game and hopefully be good on its own. We'll see how well that works. <laughs> Let's hope that's better than the Ayuden Chronicles one. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. That, that did the opposite for me. Uh, the game soundtrack is primarily composed by Yoshitaka Hirota, who made uh, Shadow Hearts and Pennyblood soundtracks, with guest contributions from Noriyuka Iwadare from Lunar and Grandia. Um, I like the Lunar soundtracks and the Grandia soundtracks. That could be fun. And that's all I know. Um, that's coming out when? Yeah, it doesn't say when it's coming out. So. <laughs> oh, closed beta on December 14th. And so if you're like a backer um, for like Penny Blood, I'm sure you get co- access to this is probably how it works, right? So anyway, you can just buy it on Steam, it looks like. so. And, and, and hey, Chris, mm-hmm. after this week, there's one thing we learned, what? you know, like Starfield, mm-hmm. how, how lots of people were kind of like met on it. Mm-hmm. it. It's the player's fault. It's that, the player's fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not Bethesda's fault. It's the player's fault. <laughs> Well, isn't that always the case? It's always the player's fault for not enjoying their nice things. How dare they? <laughs> the players ruin things, and the players are the ones who destroy people's buildings and cooperative games that turn into PvP games. They um, they destroy... Um, yeah, I don't know. I give up. It, it's, it, it's never the player's... The players are the reason you're making a game. Don't tell me it's the player's fault. All right, well, whatever. Uh, what did they say? Bethesda's... Um, what is what is actually... So Bethesda's been going oh. in and responding to negative reviews on Steam and telling people that kind of like they're, they're, they're wrong about... <laughs> I want... So oh, like, I want actual words that they've wrote, written. So, um, so people were complaining about the planets being empty and were like... They they were saying like when the astronauts went to the moon there was nothing there but they weren't bored, you know what? it was supposed to be empty. I'm like apparently Starfield was supposed <laughs> to be a simulation, Chris, not a not a video game. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, know. I don't know what they think this this accomplishes. All right, here we go. I got the screenshot. Here we go. Here we go. Here. Bethesda developer writes, while there may be loading screens in between fast traveling, just consider the amount of data for the expansive gameplay that is procedurally generated to load flawlessly in under three seconds. We believe that shortcoming, that shortcoming will not hinder our players from getting lost in the world we created. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, What else we got? (laughs) thank you for taking the time to leave a review for starfield you can fly you can shoot you can mine you can loot starfield is an rpg with hundreds of hours of quests to complete and characters to meet most quests will also vary on your character's skills and decisions massively changing the outcome of your playthrough try creating different characters with backgrounds and characteristics that clash or of or are a positive of your previous character. You will feel like you are playing a totally different game. Put points and different skills from a character you've previously created, and you're now faced with completely different decisions to make and difficulties to encounter. There are so many layers to Starfield, you will find things you've never even knew were possible after playing for hundreds of hours. Severin says it's got big chat GPT energy. (laughs) 
Yeah, just a tad. This is coming from Bethesda Customer Support, the same team that asked banned Fallout 76 players to write an essay to get unbanned until the media picked it up and they stopped. I didn't know that story. I don't know if that's true, um, but that's funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, either way, this one is happening. <laughs> so that's fun. You could um, <laughs> the beatings will continue until morale improves. I try. I listen. Like. I, a friend of mine in my role playing group that I play weekly was telling me how he's playing Starfield. I'm like, oh, I hate Starfield. That game's, I hate that story. <laughs> and I can't get into that game. And he's like, oh, I love that game. What are you talking about? And I'm like, listen, how do you like the story? Have you, finished the, have you finished the game? Tell me, have you finished the game? We need to talk if you finish the game. I'm really close. I, I think I, I'm almost to the end. Like, you know what? Talk to me after you finish the game. Then we'll, then we'll talk. Because it's really the end of that game that pisses me off more than anything else. But, um... Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. I just, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I can, I need to let it go. Just because Starfield yeah. isn't for me doesn't mean it's not for others. And um, it's not a bad game. It's just kind of a meh game. I don't think it's meh for other people, though. I'm sure some people do like it. But I, I, think, I think for the majority of people, it is kind of meh. <laughs> I don't <laughs> That's know. That's the problem. I, I guess I, it's, it's. We start trying to figure out, like, by talking to people, where the people's feeling is on this. And you get a wide variety of reactions, is what I've noticed. Like, either people hating that, um, hating that people are hating on the game, or people hating that people aren't hating on the game. You know what? It's becoming political. (laughs) That sucks. Anyway, Hero Harmony seemed to like it. But I watched him play it, and I hated everything I was watching him do. And I enjoyed watching him play it, but I'm like, that game is not for me. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway. Uh, let's see. Oh, we have some new release dates of games. Um, Chinese developer Grotesca, Noct- uh, Grotesca has a game called Noctuary. It's now available for PC via Steam. The visual novel and action RPG hybrid follows two would-be guardians in a fairy style world. I I don't know anything about this one. Um, let's see. Lady Death in the base in the chat is like, I go to a plant. I I wait. I go to sleep in my base. Uh, I set up things on my base to manufacture things, and I go to Planet Sleep for 48 hours so I can sell more stuff. Occasionally, I go out and do a mission and get some loot, and then I spend weeks trying to sell it. Like, uh, is this in Starfield or a different game? <laughs> is that Starfield? Is that the loop of Starfield? I feel like there are other games that did the space economy thing better than that, but, you know, you do you. Like, yeah, it's Starfield. Okay. If you're liking it, then that's the important thing. Yeah. Uh... Tam says Eve Online. No, I don't mean Eve Online. I mean like um, uh, ever uh, mm. it's one of those uh, single player massive space exploration games like Ever Space Out- 2 or something Outer- like that. Outer Worlds? No, that's a first. That's a narrative RPG. Um, <laughs> the merchants in Starfield run out of money so you need to sleep for 48 hours to get, to, get them to reset. So in Skyrim what you do 
is you hit them with a weapon to aggro them, and then you reload your save that you made right before you hit them with a weapon, and then all of a sudden their inventory is reset. And that still works on the current patch of Skyrim. <laughs> That's how to reset their inventory. There's <laughs> a tip for you for Skyrim. Smack your merchant in the face to make them have more money. It's great. It's only, you it's go, poof, and you see them fall over and then hit reload. And then they're back. Hello, how you doing? Like, I'm fine. How are you? Uh, give me all your money. Save. <laughs> reload. If only that worked in real life. It'd be like that Lego was, I wanted yesterday was out of stock. Bonk. It's, it's really oh, cathartic. We have, <laughs> we have more polar bears now. Yep. You you can also just keep doing it till they have something in stock that you want. Yeah, it, it's it's it cycles the inventory. Like, oh, I want more of these, more of these. Ah, now you have them. Thank you. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <sighs> um. All right, what were we talking about? Noctuary. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about Noctuary. I'm looking at this. It looks like it could be fun, and pretty. So hopefully we'll have a review or something coming soon. I hope because uh, it looks neat. So go check that out on Steam if you are looking for a fantasy-inspired visual novel hybrid RPG. All right. Baron Breakfast has a PlayStation release announced. Uh, They're going to come out on December 12th, so two weeks from now for 20 bucks on PlayStation. Destiny 2, The Final Shape, got delayed. So, Destiny 2 will come out in February of 24. Uh, it's delayed uh, till June 24. In June 24. It was going to be February. Excuse me. Yeah, that's a lot. Let's see. We're taking the time needed to deliver an even bigger and bolder vision, one we hope will be remembered and treasured for years to come, because it's a culmination of the first 10 years of Destiny. Oh, so you think this is like the last one, maybe? I think so. Yeah. Um, Got to make the one that's Sony exclusive. <laughs> is All right. Whatever. <laughs> well, they bought Bungie. Why else? Yeah, right. <laughs> Legend of Legacy HD remastered is getting a release date. Uh, NAS and America announced this uh, March 22nd, 2024 for Switch, PS4, PS5, and PC via Steam. You too can play as Frog Dude in a game that is either really boring or really interesting. It seems to be who I ask. I'm in the boring camp. That okay. game is a cure for insomnia. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we have a review up. You can go check it out. Level five. It used to be on 3DS only, right? So yeah. Yeah. So now you get to play it if you don't want to dig out your 3DS. All right. Level five's giving an updated release windows and new trailers for a bunch of titles. Megaton Musashi Wired is scheduled to launch on April 25th on PS4 and 5 and Switch and PC. Uh, that is a enhanced re-release of the Japan-only Megaton Musashi and it's a frenetic action RPG, JRPG or action RPG with a single player campaign and multiplayer with cross-play on all platforms! I, I, I'm trying to remember anything about this game and I just don't, but... Uh looks like a b-tier action rpg so there you go fantasy life i the girl who steals time has been delayed till summer of 2024 there's a life sim just follow-up to fantasy life that i know a lot of people have been wanting a sequel to that's uh been delayed and uh only announced for switch so far and there's new trailer for it so you go check that out 
to see the visual upgrades from, um, I assume their development or is it from the original? Is it just fantasy? I'm so confused. Wait a second. Let me reread this. Is this just fantasy life again? It's not even a new game. I don't know, to be honest. Visual upgrades and new features compared to the previous release in the series. So they're talking about upgrades. And whenever you do upgrades, that makes me think it's the same game, but with like new paint. So is this not really a new game? No, no our, our, our earlier stories say it's a follow-up. All right. So the game that came out 10 years later looks better. And apparently this is news. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. All right. <laughs> we made improvements. All right. <laughs> Inazuma 11 Victory Road is uh, continue to be delayed. <laughs> it's a long road of development, it seems. It's a soccer-themed anime RPG. It's now being launched sometime in 2024 for PS4, 5, Switch, iOS, and Android. You can sign up for beta tests for the Switch version taking place in March. And that's it. We got a new story and gameplay trailer that you can look for or that you can watch on our site below. And let's see, we have Sci-Fi Detective Action RPG Deca Police. Also had its release window pushed to 2024. No new trailers or details. Um, the CEO of Level 5, Akihiro, says it's to deliver a dense and immersive world filled with opportunities to play. As opposed to being filled with no opportunities I, to play? I don't know. Like, what it, sometimes PR makeup quotes for ceos so yeah <laughs> unless you have him on video saying that don't even trust that he actually said it <laughs> it's just somebody came up with something to say about it because they knew that not having trailers about it was a bad look yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway level five provided enough ask me how i know that pr people make up quotes for ceos anyway finally level five provided an update on professor layton in the new world of steam the latest installment of the long-running adventure puzzle hybrids now scheduled to launch sometime in 2025 on nintendo switch it takes place in steam bison usa where serious protagonists professor layton and luke are sent to investigate a mysterious incident that's right he's coming to america Coming to America, where the cookies are, where the crisps are cookie. No, where the crisps are chips and the biscuits are cookies. There we go. Yeah. Right. And the, and the chips are fries. And the chips are fries. <laughs> and biscuits are something else entirely. <laughs> British people not prepared for American biscuits. <laughs> like, what do you mean that's a biscuit? Why is there gravy on it? <laughs> It's wonderful. It's like a scone. <laughs> a scone? Yeah, but it's not sweet. It's got gravy. All right, anyway. So that's uh, that's what we got for um, level five. <sighs> Ke- Kelly, do we care about Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis? Oh, I, I tried the mobile game, and, well, the gameplay itself it's fun, is fun. The upgrading of the characters is a nightmare. Well, let me Ooh. tell you, that's a good tie-in to the releases for this week, Josh, because Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis comes out on PC this week. Mm. It was already on mobile. Now it's out on PC. It's like, I'm not sure if your prog- progress can cross over or not either, so... I yeah. don't know. Probably not. If if I was a betting person, I would say probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Enclave also coming out uh, was on PS 
uh, was out elsewhere. It was a remake of an old PC game, I think, and then it was on a lot of other platforms. Now it's getting PS5 release out this week. Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song, already out on other platforms, getting a Switch release this week. Legends of Amberland 2, The Song of Trees, that's a DOS, like, er, like a DOS-era um, first-person dungeon crawl, grid-based um, RPG. Uh, where you're kind of moving back and forth on a square grid and fighting monsters like you're in a dungeon, um, though it has overworld stuff too. Um, lots of green in the trailer, so it's not you know, you're not stuck in a dungeon the whole time. But it is one of those old school wizardry looking type things. It is uh, out on PC this week, uh, but it's a brand new game, so that's kind of cool. New game, old old look. Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader is out on Windows, Mac, PS5, and Xbox Series consoles this week. I kickstarted this game, just so you know. Um, I have not played its beta, and I don't know if I'm in the mood to play the actual release now, even though I've loved previous things from Owlcat Games, because PoE has a grip on my soul. But this this thing has the best chance, If since Baldur's Gate 3 doesn't seem to be able to do it, maybe Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader will get me out of the PoE thing. Probably not, though, because Cyrail and I have already decided to play the next league together, I think. So, like, we've got POE social plans happening, at least to some degree. All right, anyway, sorry. Sorry, I'm not supposed to talk about POE. Juan Juan Sword Mists Beyond the Mountains um, is getting a Swiss release. A Swiss, a Swiss release. A, a Switch <laughs> release. It's probably releasing in Switzerland, too. Uh, I looked up some stuff on this game. It looked like it had a real rough translation on those other port, uh, those other releases, so... Maybe check some reviews to see if they clean that up or not for this release uh, before you jump into it. But if you're looking for kind of like an indie looking RPG builder release, uh, check that out. Uh, Born of Bread is an action role playing game out this week as well. And I don't know what that means. Born. Oh, right. This is the one where you're the yeast. You're like the walking yeast or whatever. So it looks very colorful and, and cute. And so. That's it. Lo- it looks like a cozy kind of R- Paper Mario style RPG. So, um, I don't know. Uh, are we not covering it? Maybe is it not RPG enough I, for us to cover? That I don't know. I thought it looked like a Paper Mario game, so I I imagine we would cover it. But maybe I don't understand something about its battle system or something. I'm looking at the trailers though. I think we cover this or will. So, Born of Bread out this week, um, or at least was it. Uh, planned at some point to be out this week maybe it got moved and my sources are confusing me pause says we cover born of bread so yay that's all i got for you so born of bread warhammer 40k final fantasy 7 ever crisis anyone to play any of these things this week josh no probably still more yakuza kelly i will i'm gonna be playing more cattails yeah um Aren't we missing uh, editorials? And- we are, but I'm asking the question now. Okay. Because I forgot. <laughs> uh, and, and new early access. <laughs> All right. New early access. We've got Antoria, the last song, closed beta announced. Um, that'll be coming up. Like Applications for that test is open till mid-December. I don't even know when the closed beta is. Does it say? Mm, don't say. I don't know. Doesn't say when it is, but they're accepting signups until December fifteenth. And Toria, um, the last, uh, the last song is—is is this a Souls-like? 
It's got art like a soul's like. Yeah, this looks like a soul's like. You're walking through a lake of blood and killing things with swords in an action, realistic looking world, sort of realistic in a horror sense world. So probably a soul's like. So go sign up for that if you're interested. Cross Blitz is now available on or is yeah it's now available on steam early access so that's out so check out cross blitz if you want to look at a at a tactical deck building rpg yes i said that so tactical combat moving around on like a gritty style map but like you have cards and stuff you should probably check this out it's interesting looking uh lots of fun cartoony animal characters and fantasy things going on and see if you like it um it's early access though so you know maybe wait maybe not you get a discount if you buy now all right uh and then we have reviews Mm -hmm. we have review for star ocean the second story r kelly did you finish this one yet no i'm slowly making my way through asleep well they got a four and a half out of five by sam walker Gorgeous graphical overhaul. New assault adds uh, attacks add a nice touch to the combat. Much more accessible to newcomers, but it's much simpler than the original version of the game. The story's convoluted at times, and Claude and Rena didn't kiss in my ending. <laughs> like how that's held against the game. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> how dare they? How dare they? Four and a half out of five. She really liked it. That's. That's pretty good. Backpack Hero got a review from Ryan Costa. Says, three out of five, plenty of replayability through equipment specialties. Unique combinations of items that can end up breaking the game in a fun way. Fitting items in to create new builds can be addicting. But the presentation is plain. The story meal mode feels like an afterthought. And the random chance loot drops for story progression is a rough idea. Um... That's a that's a game where um, everything has to fit in your backpack for you to use it in combat, and um, things next to your backpack can enhance other things near it. And there's all sorts of like the spatial layout of your backpack. It's very important in that game. So it's all lutris the game, which I thought I would be into. I played it in early access some, and it didn't hit for me. But now that it's out, out, I should try it again. Um, we'll see if I get to it though. Paul Shkreli uh, reviewed Eternites, and that's. What is this game? Is this kind of like that, visual novel weird. slash action sort of? Yeah. I don't know. I'm very confused. Weird screenshots. Dating sim action RPG. So yeah. <laughs> Two and a half out of five. <laughs> Interesting, thoughtful characters. Romance options are inclusive, but the combat is uninspired and the presentation is lacking. So if you're really in the mood for this genre mashup, it might work for you. But otherwise, you probably want to avoid well, Sounds like the visual novel half is okay, but the yeah. actual gameplay not so well, much. Well, even but the if the visual presentation is lacking in a visual novel, is that I don't know. Yeah. But we'll not see. Good. Okay. <laughs> and we covered what we're playing this week, right? So we're yep. done. We're we don't, done. We don't have we're a question done. of the week. It's game awards next week, right? Yeah. So what did, what do people want to win? What should win RPG of the Year at the Game Awards? Uh, it wasn't nominated, but Fuga 2. Fuga 2, <laughs> says Kelly. All right. What it game should win totally RPG not. of the Year? Well, you tell us. How many people say Baldur's Gate 3? Probably a lot. It's yeah. going to be Baldur's Gate 3. Of course it'll be Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> but what else should it be? You tell us. Yep. 
I, sh- I shouldn't be allowed to vote for Baldur's Gate 3 because I can't go back and finish it, right? Is that how that works? I'm <laughs> so not allowed Path to count the fun I had with it. It can't be Path of Exile. They didn't come out this year. <laughs> it's not going to be Diablo 4, though. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. If it, if it is, I'm calling hacks. Yeah, it ain't Diablo 4 for me. Um, it's between BG3 and FF16, probably BG3. Um, if, but I'm mean, not mad FF, if the other one wins. <laughs> if, 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 if 16 happens, I will be happy, but I'm not yep. going to put any money on it. No. Best dog in an RPG should go to FF16. Yes. <laughs> That's a good Tor- category. Thank you, Torgo. Severin says Tears of the Kingdom. That's not an RPG. <laughs> That's an action building game. Might be in that category. I haven't looked. We cover it though, so Aren't we working on a feature that's talking about our top three or uh, RPGs of the year? Oh. Yeah. I'm too busy with Path of Exile to notice those things. <laughs> Should be coming soon. Cool. Anything else people should look forward to for the end of the year? Any backtrack stuff coming up, Kelly? Um, I'm I'm waiting for uh Matt to edit this week's show because he had to deal with some crap. And then our last show is gonna be Shimagame Tensei five, which I, I have words. Um <laughs> so I, I bitched about SMT five plenty on this show. Mm-hmm. But um and then our scheduling uh, session happens on the 28th. That's where we all get together and figure out what shows we want to do for the upcoming year. And everybody I've talked to is like super excited to do the scheduling session. Cool. They've been asking me, like, how when are we going to do that? I'm like, uh, last week of the last Wednesday of the year. Um, if everybody can make it, so. It's going to be fun times. Um, yeah, that's all I can really say about it right now. Who knows what we're going to pick? I, I, I'm definitely wanting to get Stranger of Paradise in next week because or, or in next year at some point. So. All right. We've got to start thinking about a game of the year show, too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Excitement. Thanks, everybody, for watching the show this week. If you'd like to leave an answer to our question of the week, what game should win RPG of the Year? You can do that over on RPGamer.com. Go to the podcast section and choose, or find the RPG cast show thread and leave a comment right there on the site. We'll read it on the show next week. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we already talked about what we're playing this week, but I've forgotten. So Josh is going to play um, yeah, uh, Like Yakuza. a Dragon Gaiden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yakuza. Kelly's going to play Cattails. And let's face it, you're going to do POE. Shush. There's going to be like three days there where my the league is between leagues and I can't play my character. Or like I can play it, but only in the normal league and that's no fun. So there'll be three days there for me to give Baldur's Gate like another chance maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna That's happen this time. <laughs> maybe maybe um this uh this uh um Warhammer forty K game. <laughs> maybe Honkai Star Rail. I installed that just out of boredom while the show was going on. So like I could play that. I have the latest for that I would like to hear about. <laughs> would you really? Yeah, I'd be curious to see hear you play that. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> 
I'm daring you now. No. Well, I got to play all the Honkai Railverse, right? Genshin Impact and Zenless Zone Zero. Play, play them all, right? Are they all? <laughs> can I download all these somehow? Genshin.Holioverse gotcha. official site. Like, this is the official. Just download it. PC download. Go. And then, where is this one? Is this one not on PC? The newest one is the hardest site to navigate to get to actually buy, playing the game. I don't think it's out yet, is it? Is it not out? Is it like just in yeah. beta or something? Yeah. I've seen people playing it on Twitch. That's why I ask. So I thought it was out. All right. Well, I'll figure that out and probably not play it. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> All right. That's it for our show. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Till then. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.